The following program is brought to you in living color. Stick your nose in. Don't be shy. Really get your nose right in there, really. Mm, a little citrus. Maybe some strawberry. And, oh, there's just like the faintest sous-son of like uh, asparagus and there's a just a flutter of like a like a nutty Edom cheese. Wow. Mm. Strawberries, yeah. Good. Strawberries. Yeah. Got the cheese. Your life's chunk will suck the wheel right out you. Hold on, Lord, I can't do without you. Seems like a lot of gray in the world. Women white song. Women white song will make it all move along to a lovely it's the Wine Crush, the show that's all about the grape. Now, here's the host of the Wine Crush, the woman selected best wine show host within earshot, Laura Lawson. Well, to the wine cellar. Welcome to the Wine Crush. I'm Laura Lawson, your favorite Chardonnay guzzling diva, and you are listening to the show that's all about the grape in all its glory, all the vine, all the time, everything you ever wanted to know about wine and were afraid to ask. That's what we are here for. We are your media resource for everything about our coming into its own, happily burbling, getting ready to, well, expand itself grape. Happy what? I don't know. Burbling happy. You said burbling? I did. Is that a new word? It is now. Yes. (laughs) Okay. I've been dictating for years. We need our own lexicon. There, I created one. It's that kind of Very day. Good. Just, just, de- just deal just, with just it as we go on. Roll with it. Roll, roll right it, along yeah. and just pretend. Just smile and nod and just say she's off doing it again. It's fine. <laughs> That's right. Uh, fun show today, but let me start here. Uh, we need to mark the passing of truly a legend. Uh, Dmitry Telechev, uh, obviously son of Andrei Telechev, uh, has passed away at the age of 87. Uh, this this family has left an indelible mark on Napa Valley. Obviously, Andrei pretty much pulling it together for BV and putting the Cabernet clone where it is, but also Dmitry in his years studying with his father, working in the vineyard since the 60s, and closing out his career at Jarvis Estates. Uh, truly a legend has passed. And for those of you who are not familiar with the wines and not familiar with the winemaker, you cannot be well-rounded in Napa Valley if you don't know Dmitry or Andrei Telechev. So make sure you make a, a point of learning and knowing. But again, definitely uh, thoughts are with the family and uh, well wishes. Definitely made our mark and certainly made the way I drink very definitive over the years. So, In what way would you say? Um. Andre and Dimitri both, just their excitement level, their passion. I had the pleasure of meeting both of them uh, in their, their lifetimes. And what they could do for Cabernet, what they could look at ground, what they could taste the grapes off the vine, they definitely influenced the way the California style is today, without a doubt. Mm. Definitely starting with Andre when he did uh, with Cabernet clones, picking out specific sites, even before we even had the concepts of AVAs or where things should be grown, of looking around and saying, you can't grow that here, you have to grow this here. I mean, he truly was one of the first. And then Dimitri, what he was doing with Cabernet at Jarvis in the end was just staggering. It uh, Just the extraction levels, knowing the vines, knowing the grapes, knowing what aspects they needed to be. Just literally, if you were to take uh, Robert Parker's 100-point scale, and look at the Cabernets that all had 100 points, I'd say 95 to 100 points. Somewhere along the line, Telechef was involved, either through the clonal selection, either through the winemakers studying under them, either the winemakers reading their books or spending time with how they made and what they did with the grapes once they had them. Somewhere along the lines, probably just, I would say, 90% of 100-point wines somewhere have a Telechef stamp on them. Hmm. So. So. Iconic. There are, yeah, iconic. Absolutely iconic. Uh, Speaking of iconic, we have truly another Napa Valley icon joining us today. Uh, We have the one and only Miss Della V. Otter. I never do well with her name. Are we sure we're close? No, we are. It's just, it's kind of like me trying to say the name. another one of those weeks. No, it's like me trying to say Raleigh. Uh, or uh, when you asked me to tape things, O'Reilly Auto Parts, I can't do it. Um, but it's so there are certain words. Viadair. 
Della, she's legendary, yeah. amazing. Just call Cabernet's. her Della. She'll, she'll get along. Fine. <laughs> hey, hey, it's not from lack of knowing, but uh, she's absolutely wonderful, legend in the business, absolutely brilliant woman, and making some of the best Cabernets and Cabernet Francs Napa Valley has ever seen. So, Good. looking forward to having her on the show. But it, it's this time of year, and it, it, the perfect. It, I seem to always put myself in perfect storms, in the sense of what comes together on a show. Uh, I was sitting down. I, I, I do spend time with court dorks. I spend time with some wine experts. And these are not just self-proclaimed wine experts. They have all the M's in front of their names. And we're all sitting around and we're talking. And I mentioned the fact that Della was coming on the show. And uh, it had been ages since I had her Cabernet or her Cabernet Franc. And as what will happen when you're with sommeliers, uh, one just wandered off the subject and started talking about, you know, how confused he was, you know, Cabernet Franc, you know, sometimes it's great, sometimes it's wonderful. But uh, he was really impressed with the blends he got in Italy. And I said, what are you talking about? And he was saying, well, you know, Italy is becoming known for their Cabernet. And he went on and on and on to talk about Italian Cabernet. And I thought, well, definitely there's some amazing Cabernet grown there. There's definitely some that's, you know, just absolutely resounding. You look at what happens in blends. Granted, they aren't DOCG. And he's like, yes, and I brought back these three wonderful bottles because I knew y'all would argue with me. And sure enough, he produces the three bottles. And for those of us who have a parsing of knowledge of Italian uh, pointed out to him that even though he might have the wonderful word master, that what he was proclaiming as the best Italian Cabernet he had ever tasted was indeed Cabernet Franc. Ah. So uh, that led me to really today's topic, and we're being invaded. We're absolutely being invaded by a grape, and we need to welcome him with open arms. Uh, Cabernet Franc, this is that time of year where everyone comes to me and says, what should I be drinking? What should I be doing? This is the grape for you. This is the best wine you've never heard of. This is the best grape you've never tasted, or at least think you've tasted. So, yes, we need to be enjoying our rosés. Yes, we need to be enjoying the summertime and nice, cool wines. But at night, I'm going to strongly suggest all of you take a moment, go to your wine store, find a bottle of Cabernet Franc, and enjoy it. It's something different. It doesn't get talked about, and it's slowly creeping up on us. Is that the wine for a wine novice? Is that a good, I hate to use the phrase, starter wine? It can be. Look, anything can be a starter wine these days. Ultimately, it's just a matter of sitting down, trial and error. You don't have to start with Sutter Home White Zinfandel. You don't have to start with something on the bottom shelf and earn your way up the shelves. You start out by opening a bottle, pouring a glass, and deciding whether you like it or not. Do you not listen to anything I'm, we go no, through I'm, on I'm this show? No, I'm just asking for the benefit of the public. I know the answer to that. No, you don't. No, my starter wine was 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 basically Riesling. That was a good place to start. A good place That's to go. Place to start. Anyway, don't, don't, don't it, it depends on, on when you start, though. It just starts in the no, summertime. Here, here's the thing, and the reason why a lot of novices wouldn't start with Cabernet Franc is they're not that easy to find. It's not like you can walk in your local Mega Mark and find a whole end cap of Cabernet Franc. Can't find it at Harris Teeter. Well, you probably yes, you can find it at Harris Teeter, but you have to look for you gotta it. Look. Okay. And that's the kicker. And that's why it's not necessarily a novice wine, because you'd have to know what you're looking for to go look for it, which is why you listen to the wine crush to find <laughs> out what you need to be looking for. Right. You're making me sound like the Princess uh, no, Bride. No, no, no. Stop I'm just, it. I'm just, just, I feel just like trying the guy to pry Bride. underneath the surface a little just bit. Just sit back there and push okay. buttons. I'm gonna eat my lunch. Why don't you do it that? Just got here. Okay, so we're before we were so rudely interrupted, I do want everyone to try a Cabernet Franc this summer. You have had Cabernet Franc a lot. If you have drunk Cabernet, if you've drunk Claret, if you have consumed Bordeaux, if you have had California Cabernet, I promise you, you have encountered, consumed Cabernet Franc. And those of you who have grabbed your glass of Cabernet or grabbed your glass of Merlot and put it up to your nose like our wonderful uh, open to the show... And talk about that wonderful little hint of violets on your Cabernet or your Merlot. You've drunk Cabernet Franc. When you have that aroma, when you have that smell, when you can get that off the wine, that is what Cabernet Franc is known for, that delicate violet aroma. And it's something that really contributes. It helps balance wines out. But ultimately, I think it's something that people need to investigate on its own. Uh, Cabernet Franc, actually, we'll get into a little bit lesson learned on this varietal. Cabernet Franc, you know everyone, the scientists can't leave things alone. They have to know where everything came from. I get it. I have an inquisitive mind as well. But through DNA testing, which we have slowly moved through a lot of our vines, uh, we Cabernet Franc is the dad 
of Cabernet. So were it not for Cabernet Franc, we wouldn't have the wonderful Cabernet Sauvignon we have today. So that tells you right there that there's a great pedigree, obviously, somewhere in that line. Cabernet Franc's different from Cabernet. It's black. There's no doubt about it. You have the black grapes. But when it's done well, you get blackberries, you get raspberry, you get violet, you get these great, great fruits. And I think what happens is a lot of people don't mess with Cabernet Franc because if it doesn't get ripe, it tends to be more bell pepper than black pepper. And that's not necessarily a good thing. People don't like that green aspect when you're blending wines together. But if you were to sit back and ask an American, what kind of wine do you like? They'd say fruity. They'd say not overly tannic. They'd say smooth on the finish. They'd put these adjectives together. And once you got done putting those adjectives together, Cabernet Franc would be the answer. There were a lot of people surprised when Merlot took off in the 80s. Everyone had kind of thought Cabernet Franc was going to be it and not Merlot. But as we slowly sit here, even more vines are being planted to Cabernet Franc. Not only is it a great blending grape, but for the reasons I just explained, it's absolutely wonderful on its own. California, Washington State, it's thriving in Washington State. And I think we're going to find that we see more and more of it. I encourage you definitely to go out and try a bottle. Uh, I was joking about the, the violets and the blending and laughing about it, but truth be known, a number of you out there have been consuming Cabernet Franc marked as Cabernet on a regular basis. Here's the catch is obviously we've been doing a lot of DNA analysis of vineyards and uh, California tends to be better at it because you, you have vineyards there in the family. They're passed down father to son, father to daughter. They're passed through several generations. Well, in the head from the 1950s, 1960s, that's our Cabernet block. That's our block of Cabernet. Okay. So as we move forward, now we get to the 70s. Son now has the vineyard. That's our block of Cabernet. Now we move to the grandson having the vineyards. Oh, I need to have my Cabernet replanted to have people go back in to look at it and say, hey, listen, this was a great vine for us. Can we plant clones? Can we get cuttings on it? I'd like to preserve the integrity of the vineyard. So they send people out into the vineyard to cut, to save certain clippings so it can be propagated. And lo and behold, what do we find out 70 years later? This amazing block of Cabernet wasn't Cabernet at all, but it was Cabernet Franc. We're seeing that a fair amount. Of course, we had the big blow up when the brouhaha with Roussan being for Marsan being for Viognier, but we are seeing it more and more right now as Cabernet Franc had been propagated and mixed in with Cabernet. So I'm putting all that together to let you know it's not like someone slipping a, a Brussels sprout onto your plate and telling you it's bacon. You're familiar with Cabernet Franc. Now we just need you to get better acquainted. We're going to take a quick break right here. When we return, we'll look a little bit more into this grape and tell you some other really interesting wine stories going on in the world right now. For pictures, videos, show recaps, and more, become a fan of Wine Crush Radio Group on Facebook. Do you owe back taxes to the IRS? Newsflash, the president has changed the tax laws. And now you may be able to pay the IRS less. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, the tax doctor can help you pay the IRS as little as possible allowed by law. There are new tax laws for business owners, the self-employed, even W-2 workers. If you have a back tax problem or a few years of unfilled returns, new help to save you money is now here. Call right now to see how the new tax tax laws can help you. Plus, right now, we'll waive the consultation fee and give you a free tax savings report. Attention business owners, the self-employed, and W-2 workers. Make this free call to the tax doctor now and learn how to take advantage of the new tax laws that may help you pay the IRS less. 800-281-7048. 800-281-7048. That's 800-281-7048. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents 
patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-542-6751. This is the news. This morning, we are saluting the 2.2 million women who have joined in the war effort. They now make up 37% of the workforce, changing their role forever. The prestigious Harvard Medical School is breaking ground today, opening its doors to new female applicants. Today, little girls all over the world look to the sky, where the first woman is now in space. Military stereotypes are challenged today with the trailblazing promotion of a U.S. female officer to four-star general. It was just announced that the vast majority of last year's doctorate degrees were earned by women. We've come so far, but our news is changing for the worse. More women die from heart disease and stroke than men, even though it can be prevented. Make a change at GoRedForWomen.org today. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the American Heart Association's Go Red for Women. Ranger Station, Ranger speaking. Yeah, hi. I'd like to report a bear sighting. Location? Uh, in the woods, just outside of town. Oh, not surprising. You've got your home. Bears have theirs. Yeah, but see, this wasn't just any bear. This bear was wearing jeans and a hat, as in a smoky bear. Jeans and a hat. That's definitely smoky. What exactly did he have to say? Well, we were about to head home, you know, after having a bonfire. Oh, I can guess where this is going. Right, right. See, Smokey told me the fire wasn't actually out. He said if it's too hot to touch, it's too hot to leave. That's true. Did you know that 9 out of 10 wildfires are caused by humans? That means 9 out of 10 wildfires can be prevented. Wow, no kidding? I'm a forest ranger. We never kid. Sorry. <laughs> that, that was a joke. Oh. If you see someone in danger of starting a wildfire, step in and make a difference because 9 out of 10 wildfires are caused by humans. Brought to you by Smokey Bear, the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires. We're back with more Wine Crush with Laura Lawson. Welcome back to The Crush. I'm Laura Lawson. Today I am talking you into trying a grape that you're already familiar with and getting to know it better in your glass, and that is Cabernet Franc. Uh, I know it seems silly, but definitely something to try out this summer. Uh, It's funny, uh, Kent, as I told him to go ahead and be quiet and push buttons, did indeed have his lunch served to him. Yes. You think you're getting any of it? No. He was joking between, uh, he's like, well, what wine should I be drinking with this? And he went on to say he was having a barbecued brisket. Well, there you go. Cabernet Franc would be absolutely perfect with that. See, great. If I had some, that would be perfect. It would certainly make both of us happier. I yeah, will I will I go so. ahead and state Improve that. Improve the mood in the room, yeah. Yeah. So Cabernet Franc will fill in pretty much anywhere you want to put a Merlot or a Zinfandel or a Cabernet. So you want to talk about a grape that has a lot of great personality, that would be it. You can find a lot of them from Washington State, without a doubt. And, of course, our guest today, uh, if you're willing to pay the price, she can definitely get you some amazing Cabernet Franc. And I think, honestly, that's been some of the holdback we've seen in the U.S. as far as people being adopters of this wine. Uh, the best Cabernet Franc right now in California comes off Howell Mountain. And, of course, anytime you start talking about Howell Mountain, you know it's going to get expensive. But, ultimately, the mountain fruit and the extraction they're getting up there puts that wine absolutely into the stratosphere as far as flavor, extraction, everything that's beautiful. But like I said, Washington State's doing some great ones. Southern California is starting to do a little bit with it, and it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, you definitely can find it all over the world. Here's something else. If you don't want to look at California, go look for Chenin in Loire Valley. If you want to go try the French version of it, it's absolutely beautiful. This is a very pretty wine. I don't use that description often, but it's got a beautiful light color to it. It's not as deep as Cabernet, and it's got that great raspberry flavor that you like to get, plus you get a little bit of the violets. So there, there's my lecturing. Uh, Kent, I, I do have the perfect dessert for you. You do? You, I do. I've got a mouthful here. Go ahead. Um, it's interesting when you start looking at laws around the country and how things change, and you know, 
obviously there's always the argument about, oh, can I ship to this state? Is this alcohol too high? Oh, yeah. States want to get involved. Mm -hmm. Hey, here is a great example of states working with people. All right. They have worked. Senator Joseph Griffo has allowed ice cream to be sold in containers smaller than a pint. How nice. In New York State, it used to be against the law for retail for you to sell any kind of ice cream in less than a pint. I did not know that. <laughs> right. And honestly, I, I did not know that either. No. I, I, in fact, I think back to the little single serves you could get yeah. at gas stations. Come to think of it, I haven't seen those in years Was, anyway. You used to get the little single serve. You could eat them with a wooden spoon. Yeah, the stuff we used to get in elementary school. Exactly. Is that less than a pint? It's less than a pint. Okay. I seriously doubt they're going to give elementary... Can you see that now? I, well, Here, I Here's a pint of Haagen-Dazs. <laughs> right. Every elementary kid that comes through, let's give them a pint of ice cream. <laughs> That's right. So obviously not. But uh, this is great. They have allowed this so that wine ice cream can officially be oh. sold. Wine ice cream. Yes. So this will make it easier to have wine consumed on occasions, and I quote, like weddings and fundraisers. Hmm. So, you ever had any? So have I had wine ice cream? Yeah. I have. Is it good? I liked it. Like what kind did you have? I mean, do you have different varieties of it, just like regular ice cream? Well, there's all. I mean, if it, you can make whatever flavor and whatever variety you want to. Yeah. Uh, the one I had was Chardonnay Base with a little bit of apple in it. It was yeah. actually very, very good. Good stuff. So anyway, I think it's great. Usually we find people fighting, and this is one of these things that would have taken a national movement, but it benefits all kinds of industries. Obviously, it helps the dairy industry in New York by being able to sell ice cream in smaller than a pint, and obviously it helps uh, the people who are upset about sitting down and eating. Yeah, that would be interesting. I wonder, one, how many calories, and two, how much alcohol is truly in a pint of wine ice cream. That's, that, I was going to ask you that, that very question. All right, for those of you out there who follow this and know this kind of thing and understand that I don't always do as good of a Google research as I can, 877-4-CRUSH-1, email me, Laura Lawson, at winecrush.com. If you have investigated a pint of ice cream made out of wine, uh, what was the serving size? What was the alcohol serving size? And how many calories are we dealing with? But I think it's great when things like that come together. It's nice to hear positive things for a change. Um, we, we don't get that too often. Anytime you get legal and wine well, in the same sentence. lobbyists were involved, I, I would imagine. Well, yeah, but the very fact they take something like that under I mean, New York is the same state that said you can't have a mega gallon of. We're, we're, yeah. we're going to not let you have a big one, but now at least we're going to let you have mm -hmm. a small one. All right, we're going to take a break on The Crush. We're going to be enjoy, joined by a brilliant woman, Dr. Della Viotter, after this. Hey, travelers. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 800-989-0233. 800-989-0233. 800-989-0233. That's 800-989-0233. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a 
football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I, I want to be a bike that races around the when country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest when I trail. Grow up, I want to be a rocking chair on when a sunny I up, porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be a... 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 When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org. Well, I finally did it. My student loan is totally paid off. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. I paid more than the minimum each month, and soon enough, it was gone. So you're just giving up. Giving up on what? The life of luxury. Egyptian cotton, caviar Thursdays, designer everything. What are you talking about? Our plan. What happened to winning the lottery and mastering the art of the perfect mimosa? Hosting galas, wearing enough jewelry to require a bodyguard, vacationing in the French Riviera, and then buying it. I just thought maybe it was time to prepare for my future. You know, set some financial goals, make some smart investments, open a 401k. Financial goals? Investments? A 401k? You are horrifying right now. Listen, if winning the lottery were easy, everyone would do it. When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council on the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade for my special collection of old family recipes. To make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to. Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Welcome back for more of The Wine Crush with Laura Lawson. Welcome back to The Crush. I'm Laura Lawson. It means so much to me to introduce our next guest simply because she is the woman that turned me on to Cabernet Franc to begin with and, of course, has become an absolute legend in Napa Valley, not just for her winemaking, but for her generosity, her wit, her intelligence, and her hospitality. Uh, It is my pleasure uh, to welcome Delia Villadere. Delia, welcome to The Wine Crush. Thank you, Laura. Hey, you're going to have to bear with me, and as you listen back over this, please know nothing was meant in bad intention. As my guest, when all my listeners will tell you, I was raised in the Deep South, so English is barely my first language, and there are just certain names I have problems with, and unfortunately it happens to be your last name, but trust me, when you're a legend like you are, uh, definitely worth learning. And I don't, I don't mind. As long as they remember the wine, it's all I care. <laughs> Well, that is one thing, without a doubt, that was indelible earlier in the show. I was discussing the fact that you definitely turned me on to Cabernet Franc, and I remember having some of your first Cabernets and thinking I had just died and gone to heaven. So, without a doubt, your winemaking legacy will certainly stick with me, and hopefully, definitely with a lot more people who feel like I do about what you've done on Howell Mountain. Thank you. Yeah, I believe Cabernet in Cabernet Franc since day one, and that was more than 30 years ago. Uh, even when created a blend that was, at that time, Viedere, 60% Cabernet Sauvignon and 40% Cabernet Franc, people thought I was out of my mind. Uh, but I really wanted to to showcase a, a variety that definitely brings so much to Cabernet. It, it's just not enough with presenting a blend with one grape um, being showcased all over. I think that Cabernet Franc gets that level of feminine seduction in the blend. I think that that's the the kind of direction I want to 
bring the the person that tastes the wine for the first time really being in a way seduce into a second sip and make and to say hey and, and I was about to say in your case into a second bottle into a second and third <laughs> bottle and into a fourth case by the time it's said and done uh, see I think that's one thing uh, especially the Americans if you encounter them they're learning wines they don't get to see Cabernet Franc stand alone. And I don't think they know the power, the beauty, and everything that can put together. That's what we're teaching today is about the unheard of grape you've never heard of but consumed a lot. And you look mm-hmm. at what a Cabernet Franc can do, and it truly can change your perspective about wine. Hey, before Absolutely. we get too far off into Cabernet Franc, your story, your wines are phenomenal. But your story alone needs to be told in conjunction with it because it's not like you were raised in the vineyards. It's not like you came from this 10 generation of winemaking family tell our listeners who you are and how you got to where you are because that's as much of important of the story as the actual wines well i i actually came to wine because in a way wine chose me uh i grew up in a european family i came to the united states to do post-grade uh, studies and Wine was a way uh, for this young single mom to put food on the table. I asked my biggest supporter, my father, for a loan, and that's how he started the vineyard. And even then, um, he was startled because it wasn't what he expected um, from his numerous degreed daughter. Uh, So he always mentioned after all the money I pour into your education, all you want to become is a farmer. <laughs> uh, that was 35 years ago, and I'm still a farmer. But I managed to uh, put food on the table and actually got to do what I really became passionate about as I was doing it. I didn't know so much about wine growing or winemaking, but what you don't know, you can always learn. I always knew what I liked in a wine and what I wanted my wine to be. And with that in mind, I created a blend that was very unusual 30 years ago. I put a lot of Cabernet Franc to Cabernet Sauvignon, and I made um, that a wine that was presented first to the world and then to the United States. I was distributed in 23 countries before I was even in the United States uh, distribution. So it it kind of goes with a philosophy that I wanted to show that the wines of Napa Valley are able to stand up to anything uh, that is considered the paramount of winemaking. And really, we, we can stand a head tall to every wine region and every uh, first growth, if you want, uh, of the world. But see, here, here's the thing, and you're downplaying this so so much, is the brilliance and what you have added to become the icon of Napa and to actually propagate what people think of California. Um, we, we laugh around a lot of the people who are in the business and say, you know, uh, I must not have been very smart because I stayed in the wine business. Oh, Dan Cohn will tell you over and over again, you know, I was the dumb one in the family, so I stayed in wine. You, however... I mean, you're dealing with the doctorate of philosophy. You've graduated and gone to every iconic and respected school, both in the United States and over in Europe, and yet you still are able to be that ambassador and to go out and to say, hey, no one in California knows about my wine yet, but uh, all of you in Bordeaux, all of you in Burgundy, all of you in London, here is what you need to try. And you stood on your own yes. two feet and did that. And that, to me, is absolutely amazing. Nobody does that. No, nobody did that at that time. At that time, when I was showing wines made in Napa Valley, California, and believe it or not, 35 years ago, I had to pinpoint in a map. And <laughs> most most of the time... People would think, I didn't know there were wines made in America. Oh, my. And they were not trying to be fictitious. It, they just didn't know. People in Switzerland knew everything about every wine that France or Belgium 
or Italy or Germany produces. They didn't know so much about California wines 35 years ago. And when Robert Mondavi joined forces with Baron Philippe, they actually figure out where California is located. <laughs> and they say we're insulated. That 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 see that's shocking to me because I want I, I just keep wanting to say that number over and over again to our listeners. This is not three hundred and fifty years ago. This is not no. seventy years ago. This is thirty five years. That's it's I've one been, generation. <laughs> it's not even one generation. That I mean, I was working in the wine business when you were actually over there and saying, Hey, listen, I've got this great little wine from California and people were saying, What is it? Yes. People were saying, where is it? Where does it come from? And I had to start to educate people the same way that I educate um, all the time because I, I, I love getting to know more and more about any single subject and particularly wine. Um, so I had to pinpoint this is where Napa Valley is. This is our climate. We have the same climate, the Mediterranean climate that Bordeaux also enjoys. There are very, very few places in the world. About 2% of the world is the perfect climate to grow grapes. So Napa Valley has it. Bordeaux has it. You won't find that part of the 2%. You won't find it in Hong Kong. You won't find it in in Singapore. You won't find it in other places. Uh, it's a very different climate where you have in Chile or in Argentina, either side of the of the Andes. It's it's a unique combination of factors that happen only in two percent of the bandwidth, geographical bandwidth in the world. And certainly you have become 1% of the people producing in it. Hey, uh, Della, we have to take a quick break right here. When we get back, definitely want to hear more about what you did, how you got started, but also what's coming up next from Viadere. Okay. Follow host Laura Lawson on Twitter at Wine Crush Radio. This is the Wine Crush. If you suffer from heartburn or other digestive-related disorders, then there is a new, safe, better, and natural alternative to better digestive wellness and heartburn relief. Praxid not only provides relief of heartburn, but Praxid takes a 360-degree approach to support better digestion, protect you from harmful bacteria, and also balance your stomach to improve digestive functions. We like to think of it as the multivitamin of digestive health. It's the only product to combine all natural ingredients known for the digestive health properties into a single patented product. Praxid also comes in easy-to-carry packs. Praxid relieves, restores, and maintains a healthy digestive system. Praxid is available here for only $39.95. Shipping and handling is free, and your money back is guaranteed. To take advantage of this special radio offer, call now, 1-800-829-5735. That's 1-800-829-5735. Again, 1-800-829-5735. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Call On Call Pharmacy right now and save as much as $700. 800-884-7919. On Call Pharmacy delivers the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for 120 bucks with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Call On Call Pharmacy now and take advantage of this special offer. 800-884-7919. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. 800-884-7919. 800-884-7919. 800-884-7919. Welcome back to the Cat Show. Up next we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, couch purring, bed leaping, and of course companionship. Wonderful. And what breed would you say Nico is? I'd have to go with a tabbyish Persian kind of mix. Tremendous cat. I'd also like to point out her coat's wonderful mix of colors. Is it black, gray, gray, black, brown? Somewhere in between. Indeed. You know, it's always special when we get to see a cat like this. Just look how she struts. 
It's like she owns the place. And how she's so incredibly cute in her indifference to commands. A strong-willed feline. Ah, and see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. I know. Fantastic cat. Fantastic indeed. But really the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. We missed you. Now it's more of The Wine Crush with Laura Lawson. I'm Laura Lawson. This is The Wine Crush, and we are having an amazing conversation with the one and only Miss Delea Viadir. I still can't do it. I'm so sorry, and I don't mean to. For our listeners, will you pronounce your name correctly just once for them? Delia Viadir. Okay, so I wasn't that far off. I feel better. Nope, you were not. I'm getting better, I swear, because ultimately when uh, you have an impact, you should at least be able to have a conversation and have this one-on-one, and definitely you've had an impact with me. Well, obviously, you had a passion about wine. It wasn't necessarily your background. You knew what you wanted. You knew what profile you wanted to do. What made you decide Cabernet Franc? Obviously, 35 years ago, one, to decide to be a vineyard owner, to make a, a wine, and then all of a sudden to declare Cabernet Franc, which wasn't something that was overly common in California in those days. Why did you pick that varietal? Because it really, we have the conditions in this vineyard that produce a fantastic Cabernet Franc. Uh, the, the, I was looking for the qualities that Cabernet, Cabernet Franc can bring, which are that kind of uh, underplayed or unrestrained elegance that not massive screaming tannins that Cabernet's, young Cabernet Sauvignon can bring. I prefer the understated and the more, like I always uh, portrayed, more seductive uh, communication of Cabernet Franc. I think it brings uh, pretty much being the the mother or the by DNA, the parent of Cabernet Sauvignon, it has most of the good traits, but it also has the feminine traits together that complement Cabernet Franc. I used a comment earlier in the show, and I don't think many listeners had heard me use it. I don't say it often. Uh, I like your seductive and sexy references, but to me, Cabernet Franc done well is, is past beautiful. It, it's pretty. It's like that it is pretty, pretty. It's floral. Woman. It's very aromatic. It, it's, it's very uh, long-lasting, but with a sense of perfume, floral, and, and yet it's very, very subdued. It's not something... What it does for the wine, instead of screaming in your face with tannin or screaming in your face with alcohol, it kind of whispers and allows you to enjoy the moment and allows you to enjoy the meal that you're having with it. It's a perfect pairing wine for elevating any meal to the level of extraordinary. It's what wine was meant to be, something that gives you pleasure. It's that beautiful black dress in the black in the back of your, your closet. And most women at the back of their closet, they have a red dress and a black dress. The red dress is Cabernet. The black dress is Cabernet Franc. Absolutely. I like that. See, there we go. We, we, we can all figure it out. Black dresses can kind of blend in, but they're definitely going to be seductive. They're going to be sexy, and they can always slip up on you. We all know that. All right. So obviously your wine's gorgeous, but you also are in a great situation. What you've created, and you work with your son, you work with your daughter, you work with your daughter-in-law, you truly have become, you, you have founded something that's going to last for generations. Uh, how is your, your family has embraced it, I hope? They're enjoying being part of the wine business and being part of your vision? Yes, I, I think it was very evident from the get-go that my son, Alan, would be involved. He always loved being in the vineyard. I always kind of uh, brought him along in the cellar and have him help me wake up the yeast, as we would call it. <laughs> uh, he was five years old, and he would just bring, uh, I would bring the yeast, and he would just fill up the bucket with hot water and wake them up with his hands. 
immersed in the bucket um, until the yeast woke up, and then they were ready to be added to the fermenting or about to be fermenting um, tank. And he enjoyed it in kind of by osmosis, and it was something that he was very eager to learn and continue. And um, it became pretty much his life. Uh, <laughs> well, to grow up in something like that, how could it not? I mean, that would just be amazing. You learn more through walking through the winery and walking through the vineyards with you than you could probably learn at UC Davis. Absolutely. Uh, it was great that he cemented it with the technical information in particular because there's always something more to learn and something more new in terms of technology, how to achieve the same thing with less effort. But in, in concept, he grew up in the vineyard and he grew up uh, following the seasons and he grew up following the, the definition of the wine and what we wanted to do the very natural process and what was it that we were trying to highlight from that season. We want to show you the sun and the rain and the combination that that season encapsulates from this place in that bottle. Advocating American terroir. Absolutely. Advocating American terroir because this unique place can produce something that can stand at the same level of the best of Europe. And that was the best um, of both worlds. I was able to promote wines made in America as the new world um, producer standing in the same room at the same event with the old world producer. And many times I was paired with Chateau Cheval Blanc because Chateau Cheval Blanc has a lot of Cabernet Franc in their blend. And I got to know their winemakers and viticultures. And we, we were working on a more of a presentation, more of an educational way, uh, side to side. Dila, it's amazing that Napa Valley was fortunate enough to have you look around and decide that this is where you wanted to create your home. It certainly has left uh, the mark on Napa and the mark on the world by having you as part of it. It's also been great having you on the Wine Crush today. I definitely hope I have a chance to have you back as you get into harvest, as we start looking at what's happening with 2017. Maybe we can get you and your son sweet-talked and come back on the show. Absolutely. I would love to have him on the show as well. Because that, he's very, very passionate. Hey, he, he, he'll have a long way to go to fill your shoes, Delia. Well, thank you very much for being part of the Crush today. And uh, we look forward to seeing what's going on down the road. Hey, we're going to take a break on the Crush. When we return, we will wrap up today's show and give you a preview of what we have coming up next week. Need a wine recommendation for a party? Want Laura to address something on the show? Email her at lauralawson at winecrush.com. An adult elephant can weigh up to six tons. The average person, 150 pounds. Ever heard of carfentanil? It's a large wild animal tranquilizer. Illegal drug dealers lace heroin with it. It can kill the average human. If you or a loved one is addicted to opiates, even pain pills, don't wait until it's too late. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline now. We care. Many of us have been where you are. We'll take you or a loved one away from the drug environment to a place you can clean out safely. Plus, we'll work with your insurance company to make sure you get the treatment you need. And with a Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed by law to get away for help without telling your employer why. Call now to save a life. 800-915-9734. 800-915-9734. That's 800-915-9734. The IRS is the most feared agency in the world. You've heard ads from other companies offering to help taxpayers only if they owe over $10,000. Here at Platinum Tax Defenders, we're A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, and we're proud to be one of the only tax firms in the country who understands that people who owe less than $10,000 need help just as badly. The IRS doesn't care how much money you owe. They'll still garnish your wages and even seize your assets. So whether you owe just a few thousand dollars or hundreds of thousands, call now for your free tax consultation. If you qualify, we may even be able to reduce your tax debt down to a small fraction of what you owe. 
So don't wait until the IRS seizes your property and garnishes your wages. Call 800-856-1330 and get your tax problem resolved once and for all. That number again is 800-856-1330. As I went through school, one giant question loomed over me. What did I want to be? But in order to know what I wanted to be, I had to first decide what I wanted to make. I wanted to make more. So I became a teacher. Now I make learning a privilege, not a chore. And frustration a tool, not an obstacle. I make working hard seem easy and giving up impossible. I make an old subject feel like a fresh thought and unconventional methods common. I make material things less important. And little things like patience and kindness count. I make weekdays more exciting than weekends, and classrooms feel like anything but. I make things different, which is all I ever hoped for. I'm a teacher. I make more. Find out how you can make more at teach.org. Make more. Teach. Brought to you by Teach and the Ad Council. back with more of the wine crush with laura lawson welcome back to the crush i'm laura lawson for those of you who have been listening that amazing woman was miss delia Viader. there finally i got it but ultimately i rarely say things like this this has been a show for first today uh for for people who are looking for a mentor in the wine business for people who are looking for a story to take view on Hers is one to do it. I encourage you, go to their website. Uh, it is V-I-A-D-A-R-E. And look at the story. Look at this woman and look at what she has done. How she found the winery. What she decided to do. How she built it. And what she did to advocate California wines. A lot of times you'll find people, if you listen to her interview all the way through, you know, it would be like, I did this, I did this, I have this, I have this. With her, you had to focus her to talk about her accomplishments. That is exactly what Napa and California needed. With her going to praise Napa Valley over in Europe to talk about the wines, to talk about Cabernet Franc, to talk about a legacy. This is the kind of story, these are the people you need to embrace. You're looking at three generations, we hope of Viader being in. It's great to hear the sons in. I'm hoping this is something that, oh, I don't know, your great-great-grandchildren can say, I remember when, and these wines are still being produced and still setting the bar for amazing things being done in Napa. Napa does not have to be strictly about Cabernet and Chardonnay. Reach out, try the Cabernet Franc, and this is definitely worth the treat to try it. As always here on The Crush, reminding you to sip socially, to drink responsibly, to drink what you like, not what you're told, but most importantly, in vino veritas, in wine, there's truth. I'm Laura Lawson, and I'll talk with you next week. 